What's up, everybody? I'm David Hain, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 15 of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. Shout out to the new listeners following us from Australia. That brings the reach of these podcasts to 14 countries on five continents. Please share this with your friends and go on to Apple Podcasts to rate us five stars and review us. That will help more people find these podcasts as they search on drugs, addiction, or recovery. Thanks. The title of today's episode is The Juice is Worth the Squeeze. I know you'll enjoy this interview with Lawrence from Cape Town. He has five months clean from his heroin and crack cocaine addiction, but it's better for him to explain that to you. So Lawrence, could you tell us a bit about yourself? I'm 26 years old at the moment, and I've been using heroin and crack for since I've been since I've been 14. So that's that's 12 years. So I'm an intravenous user of heroin, um, and pretty much as as soon as I picked up drugs. Um, I had a I had a major problem. I couldn't control myself with anything, and things were really hectic for me. I, I tried to get clean um, when I was about 16, so that's like two years into heavy drug usage. And um, yeah, I went into treatment for the first time, and that really didn't stick. As soon as I got out, I started using even heavier, and. Yeah, this basically just started a pattern. Yeah, currently I'm five months sober. And I think I've been into treatment about, I've tried to stop for, I think I think it's about 20, my 24th attempt at recovery. Um, so yeah, for me at this age, it's really just been a crazy ride of of unmanageability and consequences. Uh, it's almost like looking back, I, I can't believe I've lived the life that I have. Um, today, I am hopeful for sobriety. But looking back, um, in this relapse that I had, I was using for a year and eight months before I got clean now. Um, I didn't. I couldn't even muster up one day. We had talked about the title of this episode being that the juice is worth the squeeze, and to me that phrase reminds me of trying to squeeze oranges to get orange juice, and you know you've got to squeeze several oranges just to get a small juice glass for yourself to drink and then it's gone and you've got this mess to clean up and your hands are all sticky. But there are people who swear by fresh squeezed orange juice and they feel the juice is worth the squeeze. So by definition, if we apply it to addiction, it's that feeling that the high, the lifestyle, the rush that I get, 
the escape that it provides me, the numbing sensation, all those things put together is worth all of the consequences and heartaches and heartbreaks. So you had said you've, you've tried to get clean sort of 28 times. So there must have been at least 20 of those where you were saying, you know what, the juice is worth the squeeze. Definitely. I mean, looking in, in, in sort of retrospect, um, I think it's, it's sort of, you mentioned culture. Um, and looking at two opposing cultures here, um, they both sort of provide orange juice, don't they? Um, one would be, you know, the drug usage culture and the substance use culture. It, it's a whole different world. Um, and then there's obviously the recovery culture. And that's those are two sides of the spectrum, you know. Yes. And, and sitting here in recovery at the moment, um, I can't honestly say I ever went to, you know, a dealer or, or anything like that. I went to go score and, and said to him, you know, um, I have I have issues with X, Y, and Z. You know, I need a I need a hit, or you know, um, my father used to do this to me. I, I need a hit. You know, so <laughs> um, I never really thought about anything. Um, you know, regarding um, my life issues as um, sort of the the driving force of me using. I think. Looking back, it, it was just the payoff of actually using, you know, it, it, like you said, it's an escape. Um, I didn't have to face any responsibility, but looking at the whole pattern of how everything started, I, I followed a culture, you know, sort of a subculture, so to speak, where I predominantly went through, you know, life and, and everything and felt very sort of different to everyone else. I, I didn't want to follow the rules and I didn't enjoy, you know, school and regimented, you know, you have to do this in life and you have to do that. I wanted to sort of follow my own sort of sway. And I found a niche within, you know, drug culture and sort of counterculture. And as I experimented, I found myself getting hooked. And then sort of the further I went, you know, down the line, um, the consequences got worse. But when I signed up, I never thought that I, I would be an intravenous user, you know, um, and that led to sort of dire consequences. Um, I never foresaw. That's not really what I signed up for. So it sort of plagues the question, um, you know, why, <laughs> uh, why, why did I keep squeezing? What was the motive for for the squeeze? You know, <laughs> yeah. If, if that makes sense. It, it really does. And it's one of the things that lots of family members and people who've never been addicts struggle with, especially with the opioid crisis around the United States and worldwide and the number of people overdosing is, you know, the common person cannot grasp when someone overdoses, why that's not scary enough that they never want to touch a drug again or they never want to put a needle in their vein again when in reality you know the the overdose just becomes another part of the squeeze 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, the last time I overdosed was in January. And I, I tried to intentionally basically take my life. And this was through opiates and synthetic opiates such as methadone, um, mm -hmm. which I was prescribed to for a long time. Um, I ingested so much methadone, uh, took Dorminox and shot up quite a lot of heroin and ended up in a coma for, for quite some time. And when I came to, I had so much opiates in my body that I, I was still high. Yes. And this has been a couple of days. I think I think I was in a coma for eight days. And then going through the process of hospital, detoxing, everything like that, the first thing that was on my mind was was getting high. Um, and I can't really pinpoint one reason or, or motive for this, but, you know, the more problems that, that drugs cause, the more drugs you use to sort of alleviate or, or try and resolve the problems. So... I think it's more of a chasing an infinite loop of, of escaping, you know, um, and specifically with opiates, it, it obviously causes a physical dependency as well as a psychological nightmare of, of, you know, trying to, um, not get sick. That's right. <laughs> you know? So yeah, you, you, it's only the opiates that will take, the physical pain and the physical sickness away from you. So it's, exactly. it's the opiate that causes it and the opiate is the medicine for it. Yeah, the medicine. I mean, it, so it's crazy looking at it as a person that would never use um, substances that I've used or, or been through addiction. The thing that you use makes you sick but you carry on using that thing to not make you sick. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it must, it must sound crazy, but being a person that never lived with, with an opiate use disorder, um, I don't think they'll, they can actually understand because they've never really experienced, you know, what it's, what it's like and what it takes to, to go that extra mile to, to keep squeezing, you know? Right. Yeah. It's almost like the, the insanity of those dogs that run around in circles trying to catch their own tail. And, yeah. you know, and you think if they ever caught their tail, they'd be biting themselves, <laughs> which they probably wouldn't enjoy, but they just keep chasing it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they, they say that, that it, that it's chasing the dragon, but, you don't actually catch the dragon, you know. Um, it's looking back; it's it's actually complete hysteria when when someone when I became, you know, fully divulged into this life of of drugs, where I I couldn't stop even if I wanted to stop. I was stuck in a complete like vacuum of hysteria. I, I wasn't able to to stop, um, and then realizing where my life has gone, I then escape by using the substance that's making me sick. That's Hypothetically, right. yeah, just chasing something that doesn't actually exist. So if we look at the other side now, as you have five, five and a half months clean, what 
makes getting clean and all of the squeezes that come into, you know, responsibility back in your life, all of those things that come with getting clean and sober, all of those things that come with recovery, what makes all of that worth the orange juice that you're tasting in recovery? I think I just really had a paradigm shift because when I arrived into treatment, um, I overdosed yet again um, in the bathtub. And I actually sat there in the bath thinking to myself, you know, it's actually okay. It's, it would be better to, to die than to go through this whole process again or actually attempt anything in my life. So this thinking was, you know, what kind of surrounded the last sort of months of my using was that death would be better than this. And it created quite an apathetic um, perspective in my life. Um, everything sort of spiraled way out of control, you know, after years of using. Um, and I thought nothing could take me out of it. What really sort of motivated me at the beginning um, was that I, I can have peace of mind. Um, I can go to bed at night knowing that I didn't hurt anyone or myself mm. uh, today. That's I, I, th yeah, that's a big one. Um, I, I had hope because people told me that, that they loved me and that they believed in me um, and that they've gone through what I've gone through. I was in a place of actual safety. I was in a, in a treatment center. Being on the other side and, and realizing when reality sort of hits you, um, I look back and think, you know, I, I've just been a hypocrite and I've been a phony my whole life. Um, I've had no sort of sense of morality, um, you know, and, and that's all because of, you know, trying to, you know, convince myself that the juice is worth the squeeze, you know, shrouding myself in this cloud of denial that um, I don't actually have a problem. I'm, I'm just surviving my life and I need to use being here and getting to this point. There's, there's not really one answer for myself that, that wants to try anything else with the oranges. I've pretty much experienced all of it and, and realized that I can't use successfully in any way. Um, and then it, it will really bring me nothing and, and that I don't actually want to be like a phony. I, I want to be an authentic, the most authentic version of myself, you know? Excellent. Excellent. Well, I can't yeah. wait till uh, the next time I'm back over in Cape Town uh, to give you a big hug and to begin <laughs> to, get to know that that authentic Lawrence on the other side. Yeah, um, I can't wait for that either. It's, it's really been nice talking to you. Um... That's awesome. Yeah, and I really want to commend you for, you know, giving it one more try because, you know, those same thoughts in addiction where people wonder, do I have one more run in me? Do I have one more run in me or will this be the one that takes me out? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's the same from the other side of the coin where people who are using every day, who've been in and out of rehab five, 10, 15 times say, I don't know if I have another detox in me. I don't know if I have you know, just the, even the desire to sit through a program again that I've already been through 20 times. 
Yeah, that's the the sort of um, the closing point that I wanted to get to. I mean, the juice really isn't worth the squeeze. And if we look back on on our on our conversation here, you know, um, the actual lifestyle of using, like we discussed, the 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 using the drug using culture, as we as we called it, you know, um, it's chasing yeah. one's tail, but actually looking at you know, the juice being worth the squeeze is just another way of saying, you know, uh, the dog actually chasing its tail. Thanks for listening to this episode of the A to D from Addict to Disciple podcast. What things would be on your list of the juice isn't worth the squeeze? Keep sending your feedback on the anchor message button by email at davidfromatoday at gmail.com or by Instagram at davidfromatoday. I'd like to give a big shout out to our listeners in the following three cities, Kingston, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., and Dehook, Iraq. I really appreciate all you guys listening. Stay safe and stay strong.